Hey, this is Dr. Patty Sadala. Welcome to my Experience Jesus podcast. In this how-to episode, we will look at some holy habits that will increase your intimacy with Christ. It is part of our Back to the Basics series. The goal of the holy habit is to live with God, including Him in all aspects of your life. We will look at a few lifestyle things that will help you to begin to integrate Jesus into your everyday life. Let's begin by allowing Jesus to share with us why you should even want to incorporate holy habits. This is what he said. Changing your habits changes your priorities, which leads to new thought patterns. New thought patterns influence your choices, which then change your behavior. Your behavior can change your relationships and your health and your overall satisfaction in life and your productivity. The goal of the Christian life is to catch up to the truth of who you really are because of my finished work on the cross. These holy habits of fixing your eyes on me and including me in all things begin to shape you little by little into your true Christ identity, the one I created for you to become. The power to transform into the best version of yourself is increased by your focus on me. When you incorporate these daily ways of fixing your eyes on me and including me in your life, you will be transformed into that ideal Christ identity. At first, new things take practice and intentionality. But the more you do things, the easier they become. These habits are teaching you how to abide in the flow of my presence. A holy habit is distinguished from a legalistic habit by your heart posture. If you do things because you feel like you have to, out of some sense of obligation, and not because you understand the value or benefit of them, you are making a legalistic choice. Legalistic habits are extremely hard to incorporate long-term because your heart motivation is not in them. But when you understand that greater intimacy with me leads to kingdom emotions of love and peace and joy and patience and kindness and goodness and faithfulness and self-control, and that you know that these kingdom emotions are found within and not circumstantial, you'll begin to find your motivation to make these transformational changes, and then they become a holy habit. Tasting that blessing will make you want to continue doing them, because you can feel those kingdom emotions growing within you and blessing you. Your contentment and fulfillment will come from me and not from external circumstances. You will come to enjoy the increased blessings and benefits of intimacy with me as a result. The more you receive from me, the more you will have an overflow to release to others So meet me in these holy habits, and we will see what we can do together. So we learned from him here that his greatest desire is to live life with you. Seeing yourself united with Jesus is what the Christ identity is all about. That is becoming the very best version of yourself, and it comes only from allowing the Lord to transform you. And you tend to do that the more time you spend with him. The more time you spend with him, the more you will begin to look like him. This reminds me of the story of the woman who broke the vial of perfume on Jesus' feet and washed his feet with her hair. 
For days, she smelled like Jesus. You want people to see Jesus on you. And that's what holy habits are all about. It's about learning how to incorporate Jesus into your daily life, not just as a tiny segment of your life, but as your life. One of the first things I remember Jesus teaching me in this regard was something I like to call me first. It's when he says, begin with me and include me from the get-go. It's not just about fitting him in somewhere in your day, but giving God the honor of beginning your day, understanding that it's his day, not your day. You are the vessel that carries his very presence. So everywhere you go, bring Jesus with you and being conscious about that from the very moment you open your eyes when you wake up. It takes a while to have that be your natural starting place, but the more you start with him in the morning and waking up with him, the better your day will actually go. So our first tip of a holy habit is to wake up thanking God for the day and praising him. Remind him and yourself that you know that it's his day and that he is your highest priority. This may look like the twilight time before your eyes have even opened yet, and you remind yourself that this is his day, and you picture Jesus with you even before you open your eyes and rejoice with him and be glad, Psalm 118.24. Remind him of the moments in that wakefulness that you know he's there and that you're grateful for anything that he has for you that day. The next area that I want to talk about is praise and worship. Psalm 104 says, Enter his gates with songs of thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Be thankful to him, bless and praise his name. When you focus on the Lord in praise and worship, it causes him to focus on you. Praise and worship is the mechanism that causes you to enter God's presence. Singing or dancing to praise music and simply thanking God for who he is and who you are in him is a wonderful way to begin your day. You can be listening to worship music as you brush your teeth, make your bed, get dressed, have a shower for the day. It's an uplifting holy habit to feed your soul more than just listening to the news or watching television. I have dozens of stations that I listen to on the Pandora app, and each one will fit a different mood for the day. So I always ask Jesus to meet me in those songs and even sometimes ask him what station he wants me to listen to. It's really interesting to me how even the songs that show up speak to me about what God's going to do that day with me. While I'm listening to the music, I'm really paying attention to the lyrics and seeing what is God speaking to me in them. And songs will pop up in a theme. It's just interesting how that works. It's amazing to me how God will use the prophetic gifting of musicians to speak a message directly into my heart even before I've finished brushing my teeth. Or I may be in the bathtub just pondering an issue that I have to deal with later that day and a song will pop up exactly addressing that issue. God is communicating at all times, so I think he really likes it when you notice that that's him in a circumstance like that. God guides through a variety of creative methods, 
And I love when he uses music to connect with your heart when you're unaware that he's doing that. So the more you focus on it and you notice that he's speaking to you through it, the more you can be blessed by this particular holy habit. Praise is separate from worship. It's a heart posture of gratitude. It's super helpful to be reminded on a daily basis how good God is and all the blessings that you have. Without these reminders, sometimes we can be tempted to look into the natural and see darkness. But our job is to be spirit-led Christians and to be the light wherever we go. And sometimes we need to take time and count our blessings. And that's something that is a wonderful habit to do every single day as well. Thank God. I like to have a communion service every day as part of my morning ritual. And what I do is allow the Holy Spirit to lead that communion service and remind me the blessings of the bread of his presence and what exactly he wants for me to apply the blood to that day. The sacrament is called communion because he wants us not just to remember the sacrifice that he gave for you to be able to have a relationship with him in salvation eternally, but because it's about the power benefits of being a new covenant believer that we can actually have these encountering experiences with Jesus. It is the bread of his presence. So we want to remember that. And it's also a wonderful way to address the praise portion of the morning ritual of holy habit because we are reminded to thank him every day in that experience. The next holy habit is related to spending time in the word of God. The word of God is the primary way the Lord gifted us to be able to know his mind, will, and emotion. When you spend time in the word, knowing that he's with you reading it and helping you interpret it, you can pause and ask him how to make application to your own life related to what you're reading. This is another example of remembering that you're living with him and not for him. When you're reading the word of God, and you can say, hey, what were you thinking when you tossed those tables in the temple? I've had, I've had conversations with the Lord about that. Help me understand what you meant by this parable. And you actually involve him in helping you interpret the word of God. And then it comes to life for you. And the Lord will show you how that verse is relevant for you today. It's an amazing thing. And it gives you such a great depth of the word of God. I remember one year, I simply opened the book randomly to a page every day, and wherever my eye fell, that was the scripture I was planning to meditate on all day. Without fail, that verse ministered to me with, throughout the day. God communicates through scripture and brings the text to life and makes it relevant for you when you allow him to interpret it for you. So allow the Holy Spirit to guide you about how to do that. So we learn here that having a holy habit of being in the Word is important, but it's even more important to have the heart posture of wanting to allow the Holy Spirit to interpret it while you're reading it. That's what's going to make the Word transform you. 
It's not a religious spirit obligation where at the end of the day, you simply check a box. I read the Bible. I'm a good girl today. It's really about allowing the the word of God to come to life for you. And the more you're in the word, the more you're able to discern the voices you're hearing and the relationship you have with Jesus, whether that's him or the enemy or you, because the more word that you have written on your heart the more discernment you have about his voice. The Holy Spirit is the author of the entire Bible written through many writers that simply heard his voice or saw vision and wrote it down. The scripture was spoken by God to human beings that wrote it down. And now we have the same opportunity to have our spirits be quickened by it and make it relevant every day. The next tip is about full sensory encounters with Jesus, seeing, hearing, feeling, and sensing him with you. One of the absolute fast-track to intimacy tips I can offer is visualizing Jesus and experiencing him in full sensory encounters. Nothing makes him more real to you than building those kinds of memories. And it's not just listening to his voice or sensing him speaking in your heart, but when you can actually see him and experience doing things with him in full sensory experiences where you're hearing and seeing and he's just like there, he's real for you. It allows you to build the relationship with him as a friend. And that's a very key name for you to have an experience with. Because think about it, friends are people that you enjoy and do things with and and trust and, you know, tell your secrets to and whatnot. The Lord wants to be that name for you. Think about a marriage, for example. How could you live and share your life with someone you couldn't see, hear, or feel? God never designed you to have to do that without him. He is not distant, thanks to Jesus' work on the cross and the indwelling Holy Spirit. He is extremely accessible. That's what we're teaching you all about in this podcast. While all of the episodes in the Experience Jesus podcast address encounters with God and teach you how to fix your eyes on Jesus and show you practical ways to do that, The episode about how to fix your eyes on Jesus does a great job in detail of helping you practice visualizing the three truths that are simultaneously true for you. Jesus is always in you, he is always with you, and you are always in him. So a link to that episode below the pattyej.podbean.com site will be there for a refresher and or just to help you go deeper. Part of what you'll notice if you've been listening to this podcast for any period of time is that I encourage you to play with Jesus and enjoy him, have fun with him, and play with him as a child in the special place. God wants you to enjoy him because he enjoys you. Enough of us just don't think of Jesus as being fun or lighthearted or even being funny, but the truth is... He is all those things. And the more you get to know him as your best friend, the more he will reveal those aspects of his nature and character. 
He is love and joy and peace and all those things. And the joy part is a thrill to encounter. So you definitely want to do that. And the more you are a child in the special place, as we addressed in the previous Back to the Basics episode and in our Childlike Faith episode, the more you realize that it's so much easier to encounter God in that way when you are a child. But one of the things that is highly emphasized in the Experience Jesus podcast is the full sensory nature of how you can encounter God. And so I really want you to stretch yourself in that area. If you tend to be someone who can see but don't hear, then ask him to strengthen your hearing sense. And if you feel like you can only hear and haven't been able to see, don't define yourself as being limited in those areas because the Lord can stretch you in all of that. One of the things that I learned about God and his favor is that he loves everyone unconditionally, but he likes those who like him. The ones he likes are the ones he favors, and he likes the people who like to include him and have fun with him. That's about the friend thing again. He's not a friend to everybody. He wants to be, but you need to want to be his friend in order for him to be your friend. And the Lord revealed to me that joy is the high spigot of the anointing. Anointing is the material substance of God that helps you fix what's broken. And joy and laughter is more powerful than fear. When you tap into the kingdom emotions of joy and love, it will overcome anything. It's like light overcomes darkness without darkness being able to fight back. It's the same thing with joy and fear. Joy overcomes fear, and joy is a kingdom emotion, which means that it's an internally sourced Holy Spirit emotion, whereas happiness is an external emotion that can be influenced by circumstances. Joy cannot. So we want to learn about that and learn how to enjoy God enough to have the high spigot of the anointing fill your spiritual tank and give you more to release. Children are easily amused and enjoy having fun. So this is another reason why encountering Jesus in your childlike faith is like the high spigot of the anointing. It's tapping into the depth of some super crazy cool power. Jesus and I have played hide and seek in my special place. And once I found him hanging upside down in the ceiling of my gazebo, Jesus can be extremely funny and silly and just really joyful. Another wonderful holy habit is to pray in tongues frequently. I have an entire episode that I'll link below about the importance and the value of praying in tongues and what it does for you spiritually. But essentially, praying in tongues is God's perfect prayers over you and your perfect worship to Him. When you pray in tongues, the channel is perfectly clear. You don't need to know what you're saying to know that it's having a great effect in the heavenly realms because it's sourced by God and his perfection. So sometimes you don't know what to pray, just pray in tongues and you'll feel differently even if you don't understand what just happened. Daily practices of praying in tongues is a great healthy habit. I love to pray in tongues when I'm singing worship music. Somehow for me, singing in tongues is easier than praying in tongues or speaking in tongues. Activating this gift of the Spirit strengthens your spirit and actually brings a greater presence of the Holy Spirit 
for whatever you're going to need that day. So this particular tip can be coupled with your morning worship time. If you're not currently practicing this gift, there's an episode that I will link below that will show you why you should and how to release the gift of tongues in your heart. This last tip is related to making sure your day goes productively. One of the lessons that I've learned is that delayed obedience is disobedience. So the tip here is really to learn to obey God's voice immediately. Understanding the timing of God's presence and his anointing is critical for being able to walk out a life where you're living naturally supernatural with God. Jesus did nothing on his own initiative, but only what he saw and heard the Father doing, John 5.19. Staying tuned to the Father and obeying the immediate prompts that he gives you will ensure that you are operating inside the anointing and full power of God's will in that moment. When you get in that habit, then you are going to be flowing in the release of God's will for you at every moment. Lancewell now clarified the difference between the anointing and the glory in this way. He said, the anointing is there to fix what's off or broken, and the glory shows you what's right. So you have an assignment. The Lord tells you what he wants you to do. The timing of where the power of the anointing is to fix what's broken is in that present moment. If you're supposed to do it that day, and then you don't, and try to go back to it next month, God may not be with you there to help you accomplish it. This is the reason that I ask the Lord to order my day every day. Because after I've spent my time in praise and worship and playing with the Lord face-to-face in my special place and speaking in tongues when I worship, I ask the Lord, what does he want me to do that day? And whatever he puts on my list, I know I will have the anointed power to accomplish it. If it's not on the list, then I know I will be doing it out of my own strength and not his, and it will be a dead work, and it will be much less quality. It will be harder, it'll take longer, and it won't even be as good. So for example, as a writer, if he puts a chapter on my heart to write and gives me the assignment to write it that day, and I go to write it, it will flow effortlessly. But if he gives me that assignment on Monday, and I decide to approach the that assignment on Thursday will be a struggle. I'm telling you, I have experience with this. I know how this works. It wasn't Thursday's assignment, and the anointing wasn't there for me to do it like it would have been on Monday. So this is a key tip, people, to learn how to pay attention to the promptings of the Holy Spirit for when you're supposed to do an assignment. As a holy habit, listening to the Lord for what you're supposed to do when you're supposed to do it, and how you're supposed to do it is key. Jesus says, I am the way, which means that he shows you the how of things as well. If you practice this, you will see not only greater impact, but greater efficiency of impact. This is truly one of the secrets of living a highly productive, fruit-bearing life. Before we dive into our encounter today, I wanted to take a moment to ask you for a blessing. 
If you have learned some new things and have drawn closer to God by this podcast, please pray for the Lord to multiply it and allow the Lord to pop a few names into your spirit for whom you could share this podcast with. Simply text or email them the link to the pattyej.podbean.com site and let them know why you've been blessed by it. And please check out my books, journals, and downloadable resources at pattysadala.com shop. And remember the code EJPOD to receive 10% off everything, even the stuff already on sale. And remember, they make great gifts too. Thank you for blessing me by your prayers and for being a listener to this podcast. If this is your first podcast experience with us, you may want to go back to the trailer episode and learn about the biblical foundation for dialogue journaling, our process for experiencing Jesus. This leads you through the first special place encounter with Jesus as a child. This is a starting point for all of our experiences with Jesus. For best results, it is always good to properly posture your heart for your experience by welcoming Jesus' presence with praise and thanksgiving and playing with him in a special place as a child for a few minutes before asking for anything from him. After playing with Jesus in the special place for a while, ask him to show you one or more holy habits he would like to see you begin practicing daily. God will show you how to practically apply this new holy habit. Make sure that you obey immediately and practice it daily for at least a week to see what changes in your heart you have and what results you see in your life. And then go back to the Lord and talk to him about it again and see what he has to say about that holy habit continuing in your life. Take all the time you need and record it all in your journal. Well, I hope you've taken our holy habit challenge and picked at least one new thing that you can try for a full week to see if you can feel any difference in your level of intimacy and or fruit bearing impact. And I hope you will join us on this podcast adventure. Follow this podcast and forward it to others that you think may be blessed by it. And check out all the links below. They are designed to take you deeper. I thank God for you and bless you in Jesus' name.